I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Ron Ananian. He can have a 63 split window vet, a 65 GTO, and he drives a 73 Volkswagen thing. Pink. I. It's crazy. All right? It's just, it's the Barbie car. I know it was a Doctor. Now, when they ran the new brake lines and they bled the wheels, do you know if they did an ABS bleed procedure? And I'm going to tell you they couldn't have because it was unplugged. Aha. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. No, that was not that was not brought up. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. You know, there's a <laughs> there's a non-radio Ron and a radio Ron. And I was just sitting here thinking, oh, good, it's the car doctor. I wonder what he's got to say today. And then I realized it's me, so I better start talking. Uh, you know, it's just, you have those moments, I swear. You have to live my life. It just it just cracks me up, all the things that, that, that go on around here. Um, I got a letter today from Jeremy. I want to start here. Uh, Hi, Ron. Question for you. As a do-it-yourself guy, I normally get a major feeling of accomplishment 
after finishing a car repair. It's a combination of thinking how much I may have saved for whatever family member's car I'm working on and knowing the job was hopefully done right. As a professional, do you still, after all these years, get a feeling of accomplishment and satisfaction after completing repairs? Thanks for all you do for us, Jeremy, in Maryland. You know, I'm very fortunate. I really am. Uh, you know, everybody gets stoic and, and, and a little emotional, but I've really been blessed. I've, I've, I found what I wanted to do early. Uh, I had no clue it was going to lead me here. I just knew I liked fixing cars. It was my way of communicating with the rest of the planet. And I don't really feel like I've, I've done physical work. I've done mental work, but I don't feel like I've worked. You know, every day has been a challenge. Every day has been an up and a down, you know, and I asked Jeremy for permission to answer this because, you know, this is kind of a one-on-one question, but do I still feel after these years a feeling of accomplishment and satisfaction? Yeah, I do. And by the same token, the days that I go home and I haven't figured out that car, I haven't finished everything I was supposed to finish that day. It's not a good night. It just isn't. You know, I think about it through supper. I, I think about it while I'm watching TV, not supposed to be thinking about the shop. I think about it when I wander back into my home office looking at the shop on camera and I, I dial in and I start reading my notes and thinking about that problem car. And But it's a better day the next day when I go in having slept on it and I fix it. You know, I, I think I, I wish that for everybody. I really do. I really wish that everybody, you know, had what I have. Um, in the ability that, you know, they're at something they enjoy doing. Because if you if you enjoy doing what you do, as they say, you never work a day in your life. As a matter of fact, we're going to, you know, <laughs> you're, you're supposed to slow down as you get older, right? Well, I've got a couple of things on the table. You're going to see some changes to the YouTube channel. Uh, I've got the social media guy uh, working on it right now as we speak. We're going to be putting titles and headers and more info in and doing more videos there out on YouTube, out on Ronanini and the Car Doctor YouTube channel. Um, we've got a couple of TV pilots we're pitching. Um, wouldn't you like to see the car doctor on TV? I mean, wouldn't that be fun? Um, maybe we do some shorts. So, you know, write your local network, tell them you want the car doctor. And, you know, I just, yeah, Jeremy, you know what? I do still get a feeling of satisfaction. I still feel like there's more to do. There's just more I want to do. I don't think there's a car that can't be fixed out there. I just think it's all in the approach and not, I've got to say, not every car I approach do I approach correctly. I still make mental errors because of the distractions. But you see, that's the challenge. That's the rise, okay? That's 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 the high you get trying to solve that problem. We had a 2019 Ford Edge this week that came in for an oil change and a pair of wiper blades. And the customer said to me, he said, hey, Ron, um, by the way, the trans is acting up. Every once in a while, it it, it, it bucks and surges. Now, he, actually, he didn't say every once in a while. He said the trans bucks and surges, and it doesn't shift right. And you know, where do I start? Do I do I do I you know punch the ticket, run the clock, and start a, a three hundred seventy five dollar diagnosis, or do I just take it for a ride because I don't want to start charging somebody for something that because if I did that every time somebody said, hey, my 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 car does this or that. You know, we would annoy an awful lot of people awful quick because once the clock's running, it's running. You know, it's 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 hard to that 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 halfway in momentum. So I took the car for a ride. I you know, five minutes, six minutes, clock's running. Right, I got to get my cars done. Uh, didn't experience it. Car rode great. 
changed the oil, changed the wiper blades, found out the rear brakes were metal on metal. Um, I mentioned to the customer when I called him about the brakes to get a you know approval for the brakes. I said, by the way, I, I drove this. So I, I I had no problems with the transmission. The transmission drove fine. I, I, I didn't experience it. And then we started to talk a little bit. It's a 95,000-mile 2019 Ford Edge. You know, it's new to him. He's only had it for years. It was new to us. First time we'd seen it. I said, did you, you know, did you ever service this? Did it have a 60,000-mile service? You know, did it have a 90,000-mile service? And he had purchased it used. It was a uh, used rental car from one of the fleet agencies. And I got to tell you, uh, I'm very leery about buying used rental cars because I know how I drive a rental. I know how everybody drives a rental car. Everybody's hard on rental cars. It's... You know, uh, rental cars are nothing more than a than a pocketbook with four wheels. You throw everything at it. You, you know, you do what you got to do. You don't care. You don't worry about it. It's and you walk away from it and you're done because you're in a hurry. You're, you know, it's not what I want right off the bat, or I want to at least have it looked at. You know, he hadn't serviced it. He hadn't done anything to it. And you know, he was a little baffled by the no trans issue, and I, so was I, but I, I, it didn't ever happen. So I suggested, I said, you know what, maybe we should service the trans. I said, I, you know, not unrelated to anything else, but just from your description and what you're describing, I'd really love to see what the fluid looks like. Of course, it's a Ford Edge, so there's no dipstick on it. It's not easy to check fluid. It's not easy to look at condition. You know, there's a whole process you got to go through uh, because they make it complicated, of course. And I said, you know, let's service the trans. It can't hurt anything. I got to tell you, it's been a long time since I saw a transmission fluid that black. It was like the inside of your eyelids, right? It, it was just smoked beyond smoked. And we changed it. We ended up changing it. You know, Gary and I spoke about it. And I said, let's change the fluid. I said, it's a cheap place to start. I said, because if fluid doesn't fix it and it is a trans issue, you're, you're into a trans. There's not much you can do to take the transmission out of that vehicle. Um, is major heart surgery. You've got to, you know, drop the cradle and support the engine, and it's a major undertaking. It's not you're not going to pull the trans out to tear down to inspect and only repair whatever's causing whatever could be wrong with this chatter, this noise, this sensation, this bucking that he was hard to describe that I never felt that. And he agreed, and we serviced it, and then I reset trans adapters, which I knew I was going to have to do, and this is the part I missed. I didn't think about when I have to reset trans adapters on a 100,000-mile transmission with tired fluid what the reaction was going to be. And, oh, boy, it reacted. It was worse. Now I felt it. But in all fairness, I also felt it after it came off the lift after running for the better part of 20 minutes because we had to adjust fluid level and we had to make sure the trans was up to temperature because it's it's a, you know, we like to get it up to operating temperature so we're, we're, we're checking level because it's a drip-out-the-drain-plug type of fluid adjustment because it's not uh, there's no dipstick so we you know took it for a ride and it, it it bucked and it shook and it 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 yeah and there's a problem with this transmission in the end i solved it you know i went home that night like i said to you this is what i do you go through i went home that night and i thought about it and i sat through supper and i, I sat through watching the evening news on tv and my mind was back on that car and i'm running through it in my head and I realized what I had done wrong was I had missed a diagnosis. I, did, I didn't do a diagnosis. I didn't sit down and go through my due diligence. And Jeremy, every time I do this, all right, I get stuck in a hole. 
and for everybody else out there. I came in the next morning, and I went to bulletins. And Ford actually has a bulletin for the 8F35 transmission, shutterbuck jerk while driving up to 35 miles an hour on the 2019 Ford Edge. And they talk about reflashing software. So I called up my guys at Opus, Opus IVS, and of course we had this conversation, Ed and I, and we talked about the potential possibility of this. And, you know, he pointed out that they've done a few of these and sometimes it fixes it and sometimes it doesn't because sometimes it's just a transmission problem. What Ford's doing is they're modifying the shift point strategy and the overall general transmission operation. They've decided that, which which I don't understand how, as an aside, we, we have all this money in research, R&D, and we release a product and four years later we find out, five years later we find out that the R&D wasn't done correctly and we're going to change the operating software strategy to try and make it operate better. I, uh, What's the point in doing the research and development in the first place? Why don't we just take our best guess? I say we get a dartboard, right? We put all these different transmission strategies up on the dartboard. Let's just throw the dart. Okay, it landed next to seven. We'll run that. I mean, right? What's the point? I um, opted to go for a different way. I said, you know, we've seen this before. We've seen transfluid physically wear out, which, by the way, and Ed brought this up, he said, keep in mind, Ford doesn't recommend transfluid change on the edge until 150,000 miles because it's trans, it's LV transfluid. So they expect the transfluid to last to 150,000 miles. Meanwhile, as I determined later on, the torque converter is slipping so badly and chattering so badly and the fluid is so beat up that the trans can't operate anymore. What's the point in having a 150,000-mile trans interval when the trans can't get past 100,000 miles without the converter being bad? I, what is this, a government operation? Like, where's the logic here? I, um, I dumped in a $23 bottle of Lube Guard Chatter improver drove the truck 75 miles well 50 miles and it's getting better i can't say it's a permanent fix i don't like doing it it's 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 a band-aid but it gets us past the point of okay now we know what it is and now the customer can make a decision do you want to put the seven thousand dollars into the truck to put a transmission in it do you want to drive it as is or do you want to get rid of it you know jeremy i wasn't happy on thursday night but i was real happy friday morning because the satisfaction of figuring it out and saving money and outthinking the engineers. Yeah, that's what this job is about. 855-560-9900, miles. And when I come back, I want to tell you about the pink thing in Tom's car because that's he's just chomping at the bit. I'm Ron Anini in the car, Doctor. I'll be back right after this. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 
my simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. For the best in car advice, give Ron a call. 855-560-9900. Now, back to Ron. Hey, I'm back. And before we go into the thing and Tom and everything else, let's real quick, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Lewis in Arkansas. See what's going on here. Lewis, you're on with the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Yes, uh, I have that uh, 2013 uh, Escape Ford. Okay. Okay. And the gas won't go down off into the tank. All right. It's novel. It just sits very back. All right. Any any dashboard warning lights on, Lewis? Uh, no. Okay, so no check engine light. No. Anybody try to diagnose any of this? No. Okay. So and and it runs fine, right? It if you it, does it take a while to get gas in it? Can you you know if you do it slowly, will it take fuel? No, it won't do it at all. It's so, just so, spray so, back if you put the nozzle at the gas station. But if you try to pour it in there with the funnel that came with it, it just sit in the nozzle, sit in the fuel filler. Say, say that. Run out. Say that again. You can fill it with the pump, but you can't pour it down with the little funnel. No, you can't fit it with the pump. It'll spray back with the pump at the gas station. But if you put the little funnel in there, it won't take it. It'll just sit there in that funnel. Okay. So what? So okay. So it sounds like, and I've seen this before, that the filler neck itself has a problem. Right. right? So, you know, we use do this in two steps. Do, do you own the car since new, or did you buy this used? Bought it used. All right. And has it done it since the day you bought it? Uh, no, it just started this a month or so ago. It would take gas uh, when it, about a, three weeks ago, but it would go, like it was sucking it down. Right. And then it just stopped taking it at all. All right. So this is probably a bad fill neck, all right? And you or, mm-hmm. your, you or your mechanic is going to have to take the neck out and either use a borescope, take a look down and see. I, there's almost, I can almost promise you there's going to be some kind of a restriction. There's something that came loose, either the baffling came loose in the neck, but something's restricted that. But before, before we do that, right, there's going, to be mm-hmm. a, there's going to be a vent line coming off the canister going to the neck. Right. Disconnect that vent line. All right, and look right. look for the possibility of animal intrusion, you know, like a spider web. You know, is the vent line clogged? Oh. Or or take the vent disconnect right. disconnect the vent and go over to the gas station and try putting fuel in it. Does it can you put fuel in it then? If you can put fuel in it with the vent disconnected, then I'm going to say either the vent line is restricted, did a spider crawl in, build a web? Is the line somehow itself restricted for some reason? Uh, plastic tube is damaged, whatever. Or is the charcoal canister, you know, did the person before you constantly overfill the tank? Or not overfill it, but you know how you would fill a car and 
when the pump clicks. If it stops at seventeen dollars and forty six cents, best practice is right. r- round it up to seventeen fifty and call it a day. But if the person tries mm-hmm. to put eighteen fifty in it, that extra dollar, that extra whatever of gallon of fuel in it, eventually over time we can saturate the charcoal canister and cause that to be restricted because the fuel will slosh down the vent and get into the canister itself, and it could have a canister problem. So if, if unclogging the vent line solves it, I'm sorry, disconnecting the vent line solves it, then I want to go and take a look at, uh, you know, just before I just do a vent or spider web or what have you, and it could still be a neck, I want to look and consider the canister too, all right? You know, is the canister, and, and that would be a matter of, you know, looking at the canister, possibly taking it down, uh, you know, weighing it, and considering is is the canister saturated. This isn't a hard problem to solve, Lewis. It really isn't. All right, uh, you know, this is this is. You ever try to pour gas from a can without opening up the vent on the other side, or you ever try to put you ever try to put fuel in a gas can, but you don't open up the vent on the other side and it builds up too much pressure. Uh, no, I just uh, stick the thing in the filler neck, the little funnel that come with it, and pour the gas out. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking about a, I'm talking about a gas can on the ground, right? Um, you ever try? If you ever tried to put fuel in a gas can when it's sitting on the ground, you always have to open up the vent on the other side to allow pressure to equalize and come out. That's basically the problem we're having. So now we just have to track it down. Is it the neck? Is it the vent? Is it the canister itself? All right, and. Or it could be a vent valve, and there's always that possibility. But you'll know when you disconnect the vent. Do those steps. If your mechanic has any questions, give me a call back. I'm Ron Anini and the Car Doctor. We'll return right after this. Don't go away. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. Ronnie the car doctor. Okay, I got to put the thing and the Tom story off another segment because now let's go talk to Alex in Pennsylvania. 15 Subaru Outback and wants to talk about CVT Transfluid. Alex, I'm all yours, babe. What's going on? Hey, Ron. Thank you for t- taking my call. You're welcome. What's go- What's cooking? So I have a 2015 Outback. It has the 3.6 liter engine CVT transmission. Right. I bought the vehicle about four years ago, certified pre-owned. Uh, now has 160,000 miles on it. I do all highway miles for work between here and New Jersey. My question is about CVT maintenance. So I've looked in the owner's manual, and it states that the fluid uh, should be inspected and not changed under normal driving conditions. Right. And then it it gives some other um, recommendations for severe driving. Right. So in the time that I've owned the the car, I've brought brought it to two different independent shops. The first shop, which I was using, they uh, are Subaru specialists. They had stated that they don't recommend to their customers that they change the fluid at all because it's a lifetime fluid. Uh, since that time, I've, um, I've switched to another shop. It's another independent shop, and the owner is a senior master tech with Subaru. And I've asked him to look at the uh, CVT fluid and for his recommendation, and he basically said at this point it's pretty much up to me what I want to do, but he leans towards leaving it alone. Um, the symptom that I'm having is around 20 to 30 miles an hour, like light acceleration, city driving. I feel like a, a fluttering, almost like in the seat of your pants um, kind of feeling. And if the transmission is cold, like from a, from a cold start, that fluttering is more like of a jerking, slipping feeling. It doesn't happen all the time. But it's more than half the time. Okay. Uh, aside from that, the car drives fine. And right. I was just curious that at this point, is it too late to do anything about it, or should do you recommend changing the fluid? Um, so let's 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 have some definitions here. If you look under Subaru service data, they call for the fluid to be inspected when it's operated under severe driving conditions. They talk. They call for fluid replacement. And I don't know how they came to this number, but every 24,855 miles. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know where that number comes from, but that's that's right. And that's right out of all data. I remember the spec. All right. And I'm sure Mitchell's got the same thing. So they now that's severe driving conditions. Now, severe driving conditions, trailer towing, high humidity, mountainous areas, idle time, traffic. I don't know anybody that doesn't drive severe driving condition. You know, it's. It, I would think it would be so difficult to try and drive "quote unquote" normal driving conditions. Sure. So that be, now, the that, driving that I do, I drive basically on I seventy eight from Pennsylvania to New York, uh, New York or New Jersey just about every day. So sure, it's almost mm-hmm. exclusively highway. Right, and you're but you're climbing the mountain, right? You climb the mountain on seventy eight. I, I know exactly where you're coming in. You're coming in seventy eight. Sure. You got to get up. Uh, you got to go past Dorney if you're coming out that far, and you're coming up to the top of the mountain, right? And you come down the other side. To get into 287, sure. and you know that's all mountain and twist and turns, and you know I've been on that. I've been on 78 when the fog is there, and you come down out of the fog, and all of a sudden it's like you know God gave you sun again. You can see. Um, <laughs> so you know, to me, it's mountainous driving. 
I think if the trans is starting to show signs of deterioration and, you know, you want to keep this car going, I think the questions really have to become if the trans is on its way out, I'm not saying it is, but if it is, maybe it's got a converter slip. Does it happen, you know, at lower speeds? It's that 20 to 25 mile per hour range, Alex, when this happens? Yeah, and like I said, it's not 100% of the time, right. uh, but yeah, like when I notice it the most is if I come off of the interstate after having been on there for about an hour and I do a little bit of city driving to my destination, you know, stopping at a traffic light, light acceleration, I feel a little bit of a a, a flutter. It, it feels like like a little bit of a, of a mild vibration in the um, in the seat of your pants, and it just lasts for like a second at most. Right, okay. So if, is the shop you're going to, have they experienced it? Do they feel that that is transmission? They haven't experienced it. Uh, he has looked at the fluid, and he has said it still looks good, even though it is original. Okay. And, uh, but as far as diagnosing the issue, he hasn't uh, All right. If the if, if the fluid looks good, my opinion, I'd change it. I wouldn't wait for it to okay. turn. I wouldn't wait for it to turn color. And I'll tell you why. All right? You know, when the fluid turns color and it's showing signs of it's 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 been overheated or it's starting to break down. Transmission fluid in this modern age has different characteristics and shift qualities between manufacturers. You know, did you ever stop to think about a transmission's a transmission, right? It's a device to propel a vehicle forward, but every manufacturer seems to call for a different fluid. Did you ever think about that? Why that's like that? You know, wouldn't wouldn't no, I'm not sure. wouldn't wouldn't hydraulic fluid be hydraulic fluid? Isn't that? But it's not because there's different. Um, uh, rub your rub your hands together, right? There's a certain amount of friction there. If you rub your hands sure. together wet, it's it's a different type of friction f- sensation than if your hands were dry. Well, different fluids react differently. Manufacturers make fluids with different anti-chatter agents, with different formulations, with different characteristics. I can't tell you how many vehicle manufacturers I've seen where the trans fluid itself, the additive package, is actually worn out. I've experienced it on some of the best brands of transmissions and vehicles out there. Toyota comes to mind. All right, I had it happen on a family vehicle, 2016 Toyota 4Runner. Uh, one of the Anadian kids uh, had 75,000 miles on it. She thought the trans was failing, and it was a matter of changing the fluid. So, wow. you know, to me, all fluid wears out. All right, I I question okay. I, I question the longevity the manufacturers are calling for. You know, they're operating under near perfect conditions. Ford, the 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 Ford Edge you heard me talking about, where they said 150,000 miles. Well, yeah, under under normal driving conditions, define normal driving conditions. You know, show me a vehicle that operates in the tri-state area under normal driving conditions. Hmm. I don't think it can be done. All right, very true. Now, let's say you change this trans fluid. And A, it doesn't solve your problem, or B, it solves your problem, but B, two weeks from now, the trans fails. Wouldn't you rather know now and be prepared than get stuck on I-78 coming up out of the fog one day? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right? So so the homework you've got is, you know, are you committed to this car? And if you're committed to this car, then let's change the trans fluid. If the trans fluid change works, great. You spend $300 and the fluid's changed, or whatever the number is. If the If the $300 doesn't, and the trans should fail, 
It's only accelerated. What I have to tell you is probably coming somewhere down the line anyway because it's got 160,000 miles on it. This isn't a spring chicken, right? right? So before you change this fluid and, and, and put yourself into that spot, you know, here's the roll of the dice. Get a quote on a trans replacement. I'm going to tell you right now that trans is probably between six and seven grand. But by the same token, can you buy a car for seven grand? No. No. Right. So, you know, I I remember 1973, I did my first water pump and I watched Billy write the bill and it was $182. And I was like, Billy, that's insane. $182 for and 48 cents for a water pump. He goes, yeah, but it got two gallons of antifreeze, small block Chevy, right? And I said, mm-hmm. but, and he said, Ron, you can't go out and buy a car for $182. You know, everything's relative. Back then, a new car was, was, was $3,500. It was a lot of money. Right. Um, you know, now it's seven grand for a trans, but what's a new Subaru? 40, 45? At least. Right. Yep. So. I, I, I like the idea of changing it. I would, if the fluid color is good, then theoretically changing it with fresh can only make things better, right? Okay. I, 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 I say take the gamble, but know what the risks are before you go into it. And I would talk to your, to your shop because he's the attending physician, so to speak, and ask him if it needs a trans, what's it going to cost, and explain the problem you're chasing as far as what, your, what, what the sensation is, all right? Okay, Ron. So, that's what I got for you, kid. Right. You, you let me and know. And as far as yeah. um, uh, uh, transmission fluids, is there a? Uh, do you recommend Subaru uh, fluid, or is there an aftermarket brand that meets Subaru spec that you e- like better? A- anything, anything made by Idumetsu. All right. If you pop into your local AutoZone, they'll have it. Um, Idumetsu Trans Fluid uh, meeting Subaru spec. They manufacture, I believe, right now, 90% of the Japanese vehicle trans fluid out there uh, that's calling for it. You'll you'll actually go into certain dealers, and you'll see they've got Idumetsu branded trans fluid on the shelf, Subaru, Toyota, Honda, you know. And then now, and especially since the pandemic with parts shortages, I'm seeing more direct labeling of Idumetsu trans fluid on the Japanese car manufacturer's dealer shelves, and um, they're just bypassing making another bottle. You know, Toyota, Honda, Ford, GM, Chrysler, none of these people make their own trans fluid. They all, they just sub out to different blenders and different manufacturers. All right. Idumetsu is one of the premier trans fluid manufacturers in the world right now. Great. All right. Well, thank you for your help, Ron. I appreciate it. You're very welcome, Alex. You let me know if you need anything else. I'm Ron Anany in the car doctor, 855-560-9900. We're back right after this. Don't go away. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and 
tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> Got my first real six string Bought it at the five and done Played it till my fingers bled Was a summer of 69 Hey, welcome back. We're on Need the Car Doctor. Let's, uh, let's go over and talk to Cliff in Virginia. Cliff, how can I help you in your 02 F-150, sir? Hey, Ron. How are you today? Good, sir. What's going on? I've got, uh... uh F-150 2002 Ford Lariat truck with the 5.4 liter Triton uh, v- V8. Right. And uh, I was uh, driving down the uh, road in a place where I couldn't pull off and couldn't just stop the vehicle, and it uh, it overheated. Overheated, boiled, overheated boiled cooling out of the overflow. The gauge went oh. high. How do you know it overheated? Well, the gauge went high, and uh, I had to keep driving. I had to keep moving, and it got to the point where I went into that shut, where that emergency uh, safety mode, where it starts running on alternate cylinders, I guess. Okay. Um, anyway, I'm afraid I've killed my my truck. Now uh, the battery is uh, the battery is down. Now I tried to uh, charge it the other day and start it and it it wouldn't start and i was going to ask you for advice on uh my next steps here does it does it's it an cr- old truck does it crank over cliff no well it's not doing it's not cranking now because the battery is All right. uh, you know i've i've got to be honest with you something. i'm i'm not aware of a overheat shutdown strategy on that your vehicle yeah, it, there was something in the owner's manual. Let me see. I'm right here. That uh, that said that if it gets overheated, if it overheats too much, right, it'll 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 go into like a uh, where it some of the cylinders don't. Right, over, because what they'll do is it, right. Uh, they'll start. They'll start. They'll shut down injectors so that they start running air through the cylinders, and it, theoretically, it it, yeah. it cools the cylinders next to it. But that's not a, once the temperature comes back to normal, it will start in theory. It's not that it's... And, and it did one... Go ahead. It did one time the next day, but now it, now it won't. 
Okay. When it did start the next day, did it sound normal or did it make noise? It sounded normal. All right. Have I you haven't lo- been able to get it started. Have you looked at fluids? You know, is it low on coolant yes, right I now? Have. Say again? It was, it was very low. I, I had to add two quarts of oil. Okay. And, uh, I'll tell you what, Cliff, stay right where I you are. Don't, like- Cliff, stay right where you are. Don't go away. Let yes, me pull sir. over, take this pause, and we'll come back. I'm Ron Anini in the car, Doctor. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back, Ron and Annie and Cliff. You're still there, sir. Yes, sir. Let me let me check because we got about two minutes and then I got to go. Um, I don't think this is your problem, but I want to make sure I mention it. I want to make sure this vehicle is not in anti theft mode. When you turn the key on, and hopefully you've got enough battery power that it'll power up the dashboard, the odometer doesn't show no. dotted lines, correct? Well, the odometer is showing nothing. All right. Uh, now, is so, so first it, things first, we, we can't diagnose something with a bad battery or a low battery, right? Yes, sir. If if the battery is low on charge or low on state, did this just happen just now, Cliff? No, this this happened three weeks ago. Okay, so let's 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 either a- let's either charge the battery or get a battery in it. All right, and and get you know we got to stabilize heart rate and blood pressure before we do any kind of analysis. Then the next question is: It was down two quarts of oil. The good news is that means there was at least three or four in it, right? 
as long as it wasn't empty. That's, that's right. Okay. Is it low on coolant? It was low on coolant, and I added a, a gallon of the uh, Duralast. Okay. Uh, you know, you mix it 50-50 sure. with water. Yeah, that's a, uh, as, so it, that's but it, it was low on coolant. So now we've got to, where'd the coolant go? Where'd the oil go? But if we put a battery in this, it should crank, right, in theory. All right? Yes, and then And then from there, let's do a basic diagnosis. Spark, fuel. Does the engine sound normal when it's cranking? Does it have that same repetition? Did it suffer mechanical failure? Are there any fault codes in it? We've got to do some very basic, simple diagnosis before we start. You know, I wouldn't get too nervous. I'd be concerned. You know, did it suffer engine failure? But we've got to do some basic stuff before we condemn the whole thing. You let me know. I'm Ron Anini in the car, Doctor. Good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council.